Hi, I'm Chelsea. And I'm Natasha. And this is the Greenpoint Art Circle podcast. We talk to members of the Greenpoint Art Circle about their creative practices and what inspires them. This week, we're talking to member and founder of the Greenpoint Art Circle, Nadia Gomez. I'm Nadia Gomez, founder and director of Greenpoint Art Circle. We are a nonprofit cooperative for and by New York City creators of all levels and all disciplines that aims to foster personal creative growth, connection, and opportunity among local artists through fun, creative social gatherings that are open to all, through our monthly check-in meetings where we talk about what we've been doing and set goals, our group shows at local businesses and community spaces, our volunteer work for the community, and collaborative projects like zines, workshops, and more. We are an antidote to elitism in creative culture, and we work as a group to support one another's authentic growth as artists, creatives, and people. Join our mailing list to attend our events, or join as a cooperative member to participate in and help run our shows and projects. Learn more at greenpointartcircle.org, or follow us on Insta at greenpoint underscore art underscore circle. See you soon! Hi, Nadia. Thanks for joining us today for interview. Um, would you want to introduce yourself and tell us a little about how you came to start the Greenpoint Art Circle? Uh, yeah, sure. Um, yeah, I'm Nadia, like Kel said, and I am the founder and now the director that I've appointed myself of the Greenpoint Art Circle. And how did I come to start it? Well, it was in the year 2019. And it was inspired by a lot of different things. But basically, like, what had happened was that whenever I moved here, which was like, um, you know, about like, I don't know, eight years before, because um, I came from like the DC area, I grew up in, in Virginia, like Northern Virginia. Um, I had like gone to school with some people, you know, I studied design and like, you know, we kind of like migrated up here and, you know, uh, <laughs> whatever the aging process, we like lived a life and uh, people got married and like moved away. Like some of my friends departed. So it kind of became like a sort of, um, what do you call it? some kind of like, um, what do you call it? turning point? I don't know, some kind of like reckoning point or something that I encountered in my life where I was like, I don't know, like these friends aren't here anymore. And like, I wanted to kind of like focus more too on like my own creativity and like my own, like build my own, um, whatever, art practice more and such. So I was like thinking back, you know, to, to college and art school and stuff and like how much I really enjoyed that time and like how much of it was, um, was great for different reasons, but like also like the actual experience of going to art school and like getting to know my um, my school mates or whatever like through their work and like I don't know I just love that I like really miss that sort of like uh, way of, of getting to know people through their work and like talking about stuff and like you know sometimes being vulnerable because it's just sort of inescapable with like creative work 
and stuff. So I was like, I'll do this art club. And like, I don't know, I just feel like I have sort of inspirations like that all of a sudden, and, you know, like every now and then. It's just kind of how my, my brain works. So, um, and I did a post on the Nextdoor app about it. I was like, oh, maybe some people might be interested. And actually, like, a lot of people were interested, like, way more than I thought. Like, people, like, commented whatever. They were like, yeah, I'm there. Like, I was like, let's meet at Rocky's. And they were like, okay. And, like, 10 people showed up to the first meeting. And I, I was, like, very, like, surprising and overwhelming for me. Especially because, like, you know, historically, I've been, like, a pretty, like, shy person. And, like, it was very, very difficult for me at first. Um, you know, to kind of, like, assume this role, you know, as, like, you know, kind of, like, organizing this little group and whatever, even though it's been, you know, informal in a sense, like, this whole time, but anyway, so yeah, that's the sort of origin story for that. So what mediums, imagery, or themes usually appear in your artwork? Um, yeah, um, so usually I use like dry media of different kinds just because I feel that it's like a little more accessible and like direct for me. So I use like, I don't know, honestly, like whatever, like sometimes I'm just like really into like one particular thing. So like lately I've been like exploring crayons a lot and like, you know, aka like wax pastel if you want to be fancy about it. And um I don't know, like, I'll, like, kind of just, like, get captivated by, like, a certain thing, and I'll just use that for a while, like, kind of mix things, um, and, or, like, I don't know, sometimes, like, the whatever the subject matter I'm, like, you know, thinking about just kind of calls for a certain thing, and, like, whatever, it's kind of, like, I have, like, a variety of tools, and, um, as to themes, um, a lot of it is just kind of, like, uh, just... Stuff that I'm kind of like thinking about or trying to like puzzle through, you know, like surrounding just like life in general, like just how I understand it and like, you know, like, you know, psycho spiritual matters, if you will. And um, yeah, like I'm trying to understand like what goes on with other people and like myself. So yeah, things like that. Very cool. And uh, how did you get started with making art? Uh, I think that um, I always drew, like, as a kid and stuff, or, like, whatever, I just did, like, the usual kid art thing. And um, then I took art in school. Weirdly, I didn't take it in, in high school at all, because I just, I thought that the art teacher was kind of a jerk, and I just, like, avoided him. Um, I, like, didn't take his classes. So, um, and then I decided to go to art school, like, as a sort of, like, left turn, because I went to this kind of, like, science high school, um, and I just wanted to get away from all that, because I just really hated the culture there, like, I hated, like, I don't know, I didn't, like, want to be, like, in some elite environment, not that there's not, like, elite art places, but I, I just went to, like, this public college that had, like, an art program, and um, anyway, and I studied design actually, so that's not exactly art, but I guess it's like an art related field. And I've always kind of drawn on the side, but I feel like it's a more recent phenomenon where I like have actually, you know, like taken to like considering myself an artist and like feel like maybe more like in the last five years do I really feel like 
job in parts. Like, I can really say that and, like, really mean it. Yeah, and you work in design at a college. Yeah. Do you feel like that and or your degree in design, your experience studying that, how, how does that affect your personal art practice or inform it? Uh, yeah, in different ways. I feel like it's like, it's all on the computer, you know, like design, um, usually. So um, it just makes me not want to be on my computer. <laughs> like in the first place and it's like yeah like my art is like you know using traditional quote unquote like you know like real not real but you know what I mean like tactile things and I think that that's very influenced by that although I sometimes do use like my iPad and um, work in like periphery and stuff so that's that's also something I do but like more kind of as a side thing um, like sketches and stuff um, and that is, I don't know, I, what else? I mean, I feel like it's like part of my art practice, I will say, is like the group in a sense or whatever. So I feel like it's like at work, like I feel very like unempowered and like extraneous and like, like put upon and stuff and whatever. And so I, I just feel like, I just feel more like, uh, like agency or something to do something like like a bigger project. So. Yeah, that's cool. Sounds like a a rebellion against your other <laughs> against your other art life. Yeah, more or less. That kind of goes with the question: How do you feel that creativity fits into your daily life? I just think like creativity is is what life is like in the general sense. Like that's how I feel. Like, it's just, like, everything, you know? And so I feel like it's, like, my challenge is sometimes I, like, do, like, I, like, block myself from my creativity at times, you know? And, like, obviously not on purpose, but it's, like, you know, because of, you know, different factors and whatever, like, different, like, whatever, trauma, et cetera, you know? But, yeah, I just, I do just feel like it's, like, creativity is, like, the whole point yeah like that's the lifeblood of life it is um that being said are there any um particular artists or um art forms in general or you know non-art forms that you find um super inspiring either throughout your whole life or um more recently I love dancing like I don't actually like put it on Instagram. <laughs> like I feel like it's funny. Sometimes I think of like Instagram as like it's like pics or it doesn't like or it doesn't exist or whatever that you know. But or like pics, you know, what's the phrase? Pixar doesn't it didn't happen. It didn't happen, yeah. <laughs> if a tree fell in the forest and it wasn't on Instagram <laughs> doesn't exist. <laughs> exactly, yeah. So I don't represent like my dancing self on there much because I just feel strange about it. But like I really love dancing. I love like watching performers too and like I yeah, like it just does inspire me a lot because I love to like I love movement and like just like I mean, 
was moving around. <laughs> and it's like, it's different. Yeah, it's like a really different from everything else. And I feel like a lot of people don't. Like, I think at least in this country, like a lot of people watch dance from afar. Or they don't feel like they can do it. There's a lot of insecurity around dancing in this culture. So I just feel that it's like, it's actually everyone's like birthright. It's, I think it's really important. Yeah. I agree. <laughs> um, and I'm curious, like, what do you like or find inspiring about living in Brooklyn and more specifically in Greenpoint? Um, I, I don't know. I like that it's, like, compared to, like, I never actually lived in Manhattan, but... I think compared to Manhattan, because I do spend my, like, working days there, um, I, maybe it's, like, kind of, like, people are a little bit more, like, you know, like, maybe there's a bit more of, like, a youth culture vibe or something, which I think is, is, is interesting, like, the fashions, and, um, you know, everyone's, like, creative of some not everyone but like you know it's, there's a lot of people who do creative things and um Greenpoint um I like that it just feels like cozy and like small townish and stuff and it's, it's like yeah it feels it feels nice um and uh we were interested in if you want to um share some of your selected works of art <laughs> yeah we'd love to hear about it's funny because it's like for me it's like my artwork is like it's like i do it kind of like instead of talking you know what i mean so it's kind of funny to talk about it sometimes because it's like because i also write you know yeah you're on the other side yeah so it's almost kind of like you know and this isn't to say like oh and this is why I don't want to talk about it because that's not accurate it's just kind of funny sometimes you know, thinking about that but, anyway. <laughs> right yeah, yeah yeah and so anyway but I will talk about this piece um can you give us an image description oh and yeah sure some commentary <laughs> yeah yeah of course of course um so this this piece I entitled and that is in Spanish so that means come here and look at me. And um, it is basically like a little like comic of a sort. Um, but there's no like squares, there's no like panels. Um, and there's just like this little snake person who's like a uh, character, I'll say, that's kind of like um, doing this, doing that, like, you know, shifting colors and such kind of like a um has a bravado to this this character and stuff and so here we have this like you know like um woman presenting person and like you know um she's got a kind of like a lot of hair in her face <laughs> it's like totally totally covering her face um she is naked um and she's like welcoming the snake person character and she's like come here right in Spanish but 
and then, but the snake is like, no, thank you. <laughs> and I just feel like, and then she's like, look at me, and he's like, no, thanks. <laughs> and I just think it's like really funny. Like, I don't know. I feel like I, I'm inspired by things that like laugh and like amuse me, even if it's like sad sometimes too. Um, and uh, yeah, I just feel like this is kind of talky. I mean, I feel like it's always kind of like, I, I see life as a sort of like a dream, like exercise or my art too. As like, it's like every part is like some part of you or something. So these are, I feel like it's like some parts of me here that is just like trying to like reconcile, but it's like not ready yet. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and it's just like, eh, you know, we'll try again, you know, or something like this. And uh, it's just kind of like seeing the humor in that or something. I like a lot of your pieces have a sense of macabre, <laughs> macabre humor. Um, yeah. Okay. So two more. Okay. Yeah. Sure. Whatever you okay, want. Okay. 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 Uh, let's see here. Okay. This is actually one I've been thinking about lately a lot, and I had forgotten that I had drawn this or whatever. But um, and I actually kind of like forget about my pieces. It's, anyway, I don't know what spy would be, but it's like this goth cop. <laughs> Anyway, um, this is, okay, it's like this cop that has like goth makeup, <laughs> like a lot of goth makeup and stuff, and I drew it kind of poorly, but he's actually pointing a gun, like, directly at the viewer, and this is actually based on a dream I had, like, that was literally this, and like, um, oh yeah, I forgot about the scary song, like, I'm, I'm reading the caption. The goth cop who sang a scary song, and he did sing a really scary song. Uh, that was like, in your dream? Yeah, in my dream. <laughs> anyway, so, you know, this is maybe representing some severe, like, you know, forces that I kind of contend with um, in this cop. But even this is also very funny to me that he's, that he's so goth. <laughs> like, um, I don't know. To me, cops can be kind of comic figures and you know maybe that's not a usual way to think about it but anytime I see a cop I just think they're so goofy like I don't know like just the type of people that they are um like I just see the type of people that they are you know what I mean mm -hmm. to me they're very like humorous people and this isn't actually to disrespect them per se but you know I feel that in a sense it's, it's a goofy role to take on in a literal way so um in my opinion but um, yeah, so this is to just represent this. I think this, this stream was very uh, meaningful to me at the time, and it's still very meaningful. And sometimes I just like to remember those images and like you know, like commemorate them in like a piece or something. Sure. And uh, okay, then I'll talk about this one. That's one I did kind of pretty recently too. I love this one. This is. Oh, you guys uh, saw this recently, too, because I brought it to a meeting. But uh, this I did with crayon and a little marker, like, um, and it's, I named it The Sweet Life of a POC Power Lady in the Nonprofit Sector. Great title. <laughs> really <laughs> great title. Um, yeah, and so, I don't know, sometimes I feel like, well, I have different things to say about this, but... I'll just say first of all that as a POC myself, I'm a you know Latino person, Latin, whatever. 
you know, whatever, choose your flavor of what to call them. I think there's different names out here, but um, I feel sometimes as like there can be like a, just in this culture, like a forced objectification that you have to take on yourself almost. And I feel sometimes that I really can't stand that. <laughs> and I know that's not a cute way to, to frame it or whatever, like maybe whatever, but that, that is how I feel sometimes. And anyway, and sometimes I, I just, you know, I just reject sometimes like being like a little character in a, you know, as labeled and you know, neatly categorized in this. But this isn't actually what this is about per se. That's just my background on it. So that's, you know, to kind of explain the title. Mm-hmm. And like, um, but this is actually based on a woman who like, I actually don't know, but it is a friend of some friends who recently passed away and, and I really didn't know her, but I actually kind of read up on her afterwards after finding out about this and she would seem like such a champ and such a cool person. And so... It, it's loosely based on her, but it's really not about her at all. So I don't want to be disrespectful in this because <laughs> it's kind of like talking about, I don't know, just like a life. Can you describe it to us? Too? Oh, yeah, the description. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, um, so here we go. Like, it's kind of like four panels, also no boxes, but the first one, she's like, you know, in a power suit and she's kind of, it's almost like, you know, a corporate portrait type of shot or something. And here she's, she'd been a champ her whole life. And here's like some, you know, like branding of her life or something. Like a leader, uh, here's like a, a corporate, what do you call, org chart. Mm-hmm. Um, an artist, and she's like doing some kind of funky shapes or something. And a friend, and she's like hugging her friend, or, you know, they're a little girl that she's like. Um, and, and then here she's on a mountaintop, like her head is on a mountaintop with a big range and there's like a huge crowd of, you know, her admirers or, you know, her fans or something. And then, okay, a leader in our story. Then a very, yeah, down here says a variable monument, a rock star of benevolence, of humanitarianism, an administrator of dreams, a besuited hero of the people. <laughs> I so. love that last part. She and the image of her against the mountaintop. She looks like a goddess, <laughs> you know, speaking to to legions. Yeah, she's a goddess, and you know, she's transcended or something. But and then she does die. <laughs> so here we have we all die eventually in loving memory, and then it has you know some dates that, that I you know I'm just really guessing, but. But like I said, it's, it's you know, actually, come to think of it, it would maybe seem disrespectful. So no, this is not disrespecting to her. And I do worry about that all the time about my art. It's like, you know, because I think sometimes it's like humor can be actually really disrespectful. <laughs> and that's kind of the point of it. But I feel very regretful about it sometimes. So. This is one of my favorite pieces <laughs> of yours. It's it yeah. incorporates the things you do best, which are storytelling and storytelling about people you don't necessarily know in real life, sometimes characters. And yeah, it just I think it really incorporates. Um, yeah. Everything that I love about your art. Oh, that's, so, that's so sweet. Thank you. Um, Thanks. Yeah. And 
I think I, I was inspired too by going to MoCA. Like we went to the, the comics festival recently and I was like, oh, like some little comic type thing or something. So, um, but yeah, I don't know. Yeah, some kind of reflection on like, you know, we're human after all. And despite our branding <laughs> and whatever. Anyway, so that's... Uh, I probably will just do two. I think uh, that's all I can probably do. Thank you for listening. We hope that you enjoyed this episode. And make sure to rate and subscribe so you get notified when we have our next guest on.